Howdy, my name is Zeke. I'm here with Rick Edelstein, who is CEO and lead developer for Cicada Security Technologies. Cicada Security Technologies makes a Cicada, which is a device that protects your computer from physical threat. Did I get it? That works fine. It's cool. uh, physical threat being defined as attempted theft or tamper. Um, so what we do is we protect um, the minute your computer gets it goes at risk uh, due to somebody attempting to steal or tamper with your computer, it will automatically lock down the computer, sound an alarm, and can notify you or an administrator of the event. We can also end up dis uh, disconnecting any um, storage devices or connections to secure uh, networks uh, external to your computer. So any, any direction that the data can be stored in. Cool. We're doing the Cicada Security Podcast, and what are we talking about this time? Well, today we're going to talk about a question, which is uh, what's important on your network, identifying what needs to be, or not just network, but on your uh, workstation, identifying the, you know, the importance of locating and understanding where critical data exists and how to best protect this. Shoot. How do you do that? Well... So that's the question. I mean, uh, if we take a look at anybody who's focusing on uh, any of the privacy compliance initiatives, whether it's FISMA, HIPAA, Sarbanes-Oxley, or PCI, um, the whole issue here is identifying where uh, critical or confidential data exists and protecting it from a external attack or unauthorized access. Um, so if we were to, you know, if you were to provide a user um, with the tools to be able to protect data, um, confidential data, as they're um, on their workstation, um, you're now putting a process in their hands where they have to define what is, what is confidential, what isn't. Or even if they're given guidelines of these are confidential files, you're relying, on, um, you're relying on the user, you're counting on the fact that there'll be no human error in the process, and um, there's a number of what-ifs that is not uh, where thing, processes are not automatically being handled. So in some cases where, you know, where we have file-level encryption, uh, you know, the user has to be trained that you know, when you access this file, uh, their system will decrypt it. They may have to enter a passphrase or a biometric, or they may have a key on their station which automatically gives them access to this. Um, but if somebody else logs in, they wouldn't have it. Um, so. What we're talking about today primarily is uh, how the cicada fits into this model. And of course, everything we talk about is how the cicada fits in there. So what our attitude is, is that you know, although these features are important in protecting data uh, from unauthorized access, uh, every, t every time you have a process which requires human intervention or has a point where the security process can fail because of human error, um, there's vulnerability in the process, and uh, you know, although I do f very much believe in in uh, file encryption, uh, I feel that it's uh, you know that counting on the file encryption as being your sole line of protection is is in itself a, some somewhat a vulnerability. If we look at the situation where there's a user who's working on a confidential encrypted file. Uh, the, while the user, while that file's in use, that file is visible to whoever's in front of that computer. So 
usually that will be the person who the file is intended for. However, if somebody steps away from the computer or for whatever reason, that encrypted file remains in an unencrypted state on that station while the station is unmanned, then we have a very big vulnerability. And that's why our position is, is that even with file level or full disk encryption, uh, the Cicada is a valuable tool to protect against um, unauthorized access or exposure of this information. So that's that's pretty much it. In hey, explain how, how how would the Cicada because there's I understand how it would do it, but explain because there's so, not exactly well. So the Cicada is a responsive technology. So what we do is we monitor a number of different environmental triggers um, for a variety of different uh, actions. So it could be movement of the computer, it could be insertion of a writable media device, whether it's a USB uh, memory stick or it's a, an optical media device, uh, a change of the network state. Um, disconnection of the cicada, any one of these actions which could be construed as a potential, somebody potentially stealing that computer or trying to access or copy the data off that computer will be detected by the cicada and it will instantly lock down that workstation uh, whereby, in, you know, interrupting any access to that information mm -hmm. by the perpetrator. So it's when, so if the file is up there and at which point that somebody walks away from it and somebody tries to move it or copy it, then the uh, the computer itself shuts down. Correct, Amundo. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so that's that's what we're that's what I'm getting at. Is mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, what we want to do is what we want to basically cover our bases against human error. Um, even with the best intention, somebody could get it distracted and step away from that computer, um, leaving a confidential file, maybe not uh, necessarily active on the primary screen, but maybe in a, one of the other screens that are active on mm -hmm. that station. Um, if somebody were to access that computer with an intention of accessing this information, it would be a fortuitous event where they would be able to see this information. So uh, even if they weren't expecting to see this, you don't want anybody other than yeah. authorized people accessing it. If you want your data secure, you want your data secure. Correct. Mm -hmm. So one other thing that's, um, that's very important is uh, user education. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and what we can say with user, educa uh, user education, we're finding that, you know, no matter how well educated your users can be, you know, we'll come back to the human error issue. Mm -hmm. That's why they're um, called accidents. Right. So, you know, we have to count on the fact that humans are fallible, that mistakes will occur. Um, but educating your users to be more security conscious, understanding the risks, um, is really important and doing so in a way with where it's not a heavy message you don't want to have to have people in days of training in order for them to get a basic notion of what is good and bad practice mm -hmm. and what I have to do is I have to give kudos to the government of Canada because mm -hmm. um, I mean despite uh, despite the fact that we don't always associate security with governments or public mm -hmm. security with governments I have to give um, give credit to the government of Canada for uh, they have a site called uh, getcybersafe.gc.ca and uh, this is um, uh, you know under uh, Minister Vic Tews who's been getting a lot of bad press, but I have to say that this is one of the good initiatives that the government of Canada is taking. And what they're doing here is they're creating an easy to access um, common portal for P uh, the public to be able to become aware of the risks associated with some very common, uh, very common things that they use day to day. Everything from mobile safety, banking, financial, social networks, email, entertainment, games and contests, voice over IP, uh, downloading and file sharing, and online shopping and auctions. And what they've done here is they've created a very uh, 
user-friendly site, which gives people a good vision and actually some pretty good information about how to guard, uh, guard yourself and protect your family uh, when you're surfing or when you're out on the net. And uh, I have to give them a big applaud for that. You know, it's amazing how many people are not that aware of the various things. It's just, it was recently on uh, Facebook where everybody's now talking about copyright. Yeah. And yeah. realizing just, it, to me, it's the sort of thing when they put that up, it's they're showing, okay, I am gullible. Well, it's not only that. It's, you're talking about people putting up uh, notices in their info that says yeah. this information is copyrighted and not publicly. It's, yeah, but if you read the rights of use uh, contract <laughs> on Facebook, you'll find that, you know, even if you write that, you're still, your information is still property of Facebook. <laughs> Same as with Google. Your yeah. information is property of Google. Yeah. And there's people who are just really uncomfortable with this, as they should be, but... The bottom line is, is that, you know, what's the saying? It's when you don't know what the product is, chances are you're the product. Mm -hmm. Well, Facebook is a public company yes. worth billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you may say, well, how are they making money by giving me a free social media uh, interface? And the answer is, you are the product. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I was chatting with somebody today, you may know them, uh, I was saying that, you know, with Facebook, I mean, if uh, the government were to create a database and collect this information on the public, there would be severe public outrage about this information mm -hmm. being collected on them. Yet every day, every second, millions of people put in their most personal details into Facebook, which is a large public database, and updating... No, it's a large private database. Large private database. It's a private database. Publicly accessible private database. Mm -hmm. From a public company, and you know it's you know, and then they complain about privacy. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, but if this was a government website, you'd be screaming bloody murder. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is you're feeding the machine. So I mean, buyer beware. Yes, it's, it's entirely, and it's the sort of thing where if you're that go, if you're not aware of what these uh, security risks are, at which point you should inform yourself. Hence, uh, the government's website. The government's website. Huh. So that was uh, getcybersafe.gc.ca. If anybody's interested, which is a it's a well done website. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of impressed by their effort. It's not great deep detail, but it's enough you need to know to make you understand the risks of what's going on. Mm -hmm. By the way, one other thing is mm -hmm. um, on the topic of privacy. Um, if you read any of these end user license agreements on any of these websites, you know, whether it be Google, Facebook, Yahoo, um, you know, you'll be surprised to find out who owns that data after you've put it in there. Google, do you think they get, you know, get great pleasure from giving you a free mail account? No, you're a marketing tool for them. You're one of their, one of their population, and mm -hmm. you become, for each member that they have on Google, each mail account, each Picasso uh, member, you know, you are one more, you know, value, to, you add a bit more value to them and their ability to market their businesses selling advertising, and that's what it's all mm -hmm. about. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not expecting everyone to go out and read the end user license agreements, but if you were to do it, you would find that, you know, you are the product. Yes. And gov govern yourself accordingly. Exactly. Anything else? Nope. I think we've said enough today. Okay. Thanks a lot. We'll speak to you later. Thank you. Have a good day.